Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Johnny, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, TM's been waiting. Let's just uh, get him on the line right now. Hey, TM, how are you, buddy? How are you doing? Let me ask you. Yes. More nervous to do it by yourself or more nervous to do it by yourself and run the board? I actually prefer to run my own board anyways. And since Johnny's been mostly from home, I've really got kind of acclimated to it. And I like pushing all the buttons and stuff. And uh, I think I prefer – I would be more nervous if I was sitting in seat two and having to host. That would be worse, I think. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, it's all on you to drive the whole conversation. But in a way, it's better to steer the ship, too, in terms of knowing which, how much content you have and talk about all this all this crap no one really cares about that we know behind the scenes being producers <laughs> and doing shows and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a personality defect, too, because I just want to be in control of everything, so it kind of works out. But, uh, you know, we make it work. We make it work. Uh, TM, you're tell- you were telling me about what we were talking about today, and I recognized one of those things, which is Sonic the Hedgehog, and I vaguely remember there being a one. And wasn't there some sort of controversy with the way that Sonic looked in it? And then they had to, like, redo it, and it cost them a fortune to do it? Yeah, so when the first trailer came out for Sonic, people did not like the look. And so the fans kind of fought back. And the studio actually listened to them, and I really thought they came back with a better design. You know, it's funny because... You know, people freak it out over Sonic the Hedgehog. But at the same time, I kind of think Sonic's like a little bit of an underrated figure in pop culture. I mean, I think a lot of people have been exposed to Sonic. He's not Mario, if that makes sense. But I think he'd be one of those other classic game characters you'd point to. Right, Will? He's the he's the kind of the Mario of Sega Genesis, I would say. And that sure, was a very absolutely. big console. Yeah. yeah, I had one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he He's the face of Sega, I think, to this day. So that movie came out, and it actually was a really you know good hit box office-wise. And actually, it was one of the biggest box office hits that year because that's when COVID broke out, like right after that. So, you know, they were rushing this right in to do a sequel, but then, you know, COVID hit, you know, everything basically shuts down. So they come back with this sequel. And I, I will say, the first Sonic... I, I thought it was, like, harmless. It's like a family film. But, you know, it definitely had some bad writing at times. But, like I said, I love Sonic. So uh, there's a part of me that's always going to be a little bit biased because of the nostalgia. Right. But when they, they teased the second one at the end of this one, they were going to bring in characters like Kale and Knuckles. I was like, okay, this is actually cool. And I, I will say that this sequel is a ton of fun. I mean, it's a, it's a family film. But I think that they took everything that they kind of, you know, maybe didn't get right, maybe some of the lame writing, and scaled that back, but then went into some of these action scenes that they had fun with, but they just didn't really have enough the first time around. Well, they really go at it this time with the other characters involved, and the action scenes are actually, you know, really fun, and it's a cool story, and the new characters, Tails and Knuckles, are great. Like, Idris Elba, uh, he voices Knuckles. Like, so, I mean, they, they, they get good people in to do this, but, yeah, it's weird, Will. We always talk about how video game movies are bad, and they're just never any good, because, honestly, that's the truth. Uh, I kind of thought about it this week after I saw this. I'm like, man, 
Sonic 2 is probably like the best video game adaptation movie I've ever seen. The one I enjoyed the most for sure. Wow. You know, that's funny because you said, oh, let's talk about other video game movies that were out there. And I was I was looking them up. I mean, the ones that I thought of off the top of my head was obviously the, the uh, Mario Brothers movie in the 90s. And I really liked that as a kid. Oh. But I don't know how good of a yeah. movie it was. You know what I mean? It is not aged well, probably for you. you <laughs> yeah, I'm sure not. It. And that's the problem too. Is Nintendo has been scared off ever since that because it was just so critically panned. And, you know, people just you know tore it apart. It's you know always gets on a lot of like worst movies list. So that made Nintendo nervous. And uh, you know they're going to take another run at Mario next year. Chris Pratt's going to voice them, which has already made people angry, and they tried to get oh, that you know role canceled for Chris Pratt. Yeah. But um, I think they need to take another a run at Mario because if Sonic's doing this well, and no offense to Sonic, like we said, he's the face of Sega, but Sega's not Nintendo, and Sonic's not Mario. So I think it'd be a good chance you got to at least try to go and have Mario on the big screen again. Try at least. What would you what would you say the other main characters of of platforms are? Because I was thinking PlayStation, Crash Bandicoot, uh, but is there another one that yeah. better represents PlayStation? No, I would probably say yeah, Crash Bandicoot's up there for PlayStation. I'm sure there's probably like ten people right now on Twitter telling us wrong that's something else. But, or Tomb Raider, you know, maybe. Me, yeah, he's got maybe Tomb Raider. Yeah, God of War. There's a couple of them. I, th- I think for you know the Xbox, it's definitely Halo. I mean, and, and, you know, Master, you know, the, over there, that guy. I mean, he he's he's the one that, you know, I would point to for the Xbox. Once again, I'm sure there's, they're probably pointing out 10 other ones that we don't know of. But for me, I would say it's Halo. And, I mean, there's a Halo series right now on Paramount+. Plus. Oh. That's another one I've said, like, hey, you may want to take a run at Halo. You know, that may not be bad. But they just, they just always seem to screw it up. And, you know, I've always said Resident Evil, the whole movie was mapped out in front of you in a simple PlayStation game. And they still managed to just not get that right. But I think what they did with Sonic 2 is they didn't try to reinvent themselves. They, they, they just wanted to be like kind of like a corny you know, video game character, which that's nothing wrong with that. That's what we love about Sonic. And I think they knew exactly what they were and played into it, and I think it works like on a family film level where, yeah, you know, my kids would like it, but also I like it too because I like Sonic. So I think it works on a couple of different levels. Now, Sonic 2, that was, uh, that was, that was a good time. I enjoyed that. We also have the Fantastic Beasts, the Secret of Dumbledore, uh, you know, movie that's out, and that's also in the Harry Potter universe. But I will say that that movie is definitely better than the last one. I did not like the Crimes of Grindelwald at all. I thought it was just a terrible movie. It was a mess. This one definitely improves, but I'm not like saying it saves the franchise. I, I just think at times it's just dull and boring, and it can't decide if it wants to go and live in that Harry Potter universe or if it wants to be something else inside the Harry Potter universe. I have this theory about why the Fantastic Beasts franchise doesn't work is because you're trying to make Harry Potter movies without Harry Potter. That's never going to go well. Can I can I be honest with you and I'm probably going to get yelled at. I've seen one Harry, the first Harry Potter and I saw it in English class in 10th grade and I was the only one that I saw and I liked it too. I remember seeing it and being like, "Oh, this is cool." But for whatever reason never followed up. So I don't even know what the beast thing is. Well, basically, it's a prequel. It's a prequel. The first one took place in the Amer- in America, which I thought was a good idea. Like, hey, you know, it's always been overseas. How about we tell, like, the, the magic world, you know, what's going on in America? They just didn't really do a good job with that. And then when people kind of complained that it didn't connect enough to the original Harry Potter films, you know, they sent it back overseas into Hogwarts, you know, in, for the second one. And then most of it takes place, you know, in and around Hogwarts. Obviously, the main title is 
you know, the secrets of Dumbledore. So you obviously know that he's the main character in it. Um, but I, I think it's just they're trying to squeeze so much out of that Harry Potter franchise, trying to do something new, because obviously you have things like theme parks that have big, huge attractions for Harry Potter. So you always want to keep growing that IP and that intellectual property. But at the same time, I just go back to, you know, the, I, you can tell they want to make Harry Potter movies and just can't do it, whether Daniel Radcliffe just doesn't want to come back and revisit, whether they don't have the content or material, or whether they were kind of trying to expand like Star Wars does. But for whatever reasons, it just doesn't work. This new movie, it's not a bad movie like the last one was, but it just has long stretches where it's dull. It does have some of the best, like, magic duel fights I've seen in any of these movies. But the problem is you have maybe three or four of those, Will, and the rest of the movie is just a lot of this slow stuff we just don't care about. I mean, the acting's good in it. Freddie Redmayne, he's got an Oscar. I think Jude Law's good as Dumbledore. But at the same time, you've got to have a compelling story at the end of the day, even if it is a Harry Potter movie, which I know some people dismiss. But at the same time, like you said, you saw one and you really liked it. They all have great stories. I think the biggest thing that the Fantastic Beast franchise has suffered from is it just can't find its groove or I hate to be like use a pun can't find the magic that the other <laughs> franchise has. yeah I, I that's one of the I, and i know obviously why they do it because there's a ton of money to be made there's always going to be people sure. who are big 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 fans of that and they're going to check it out regardless and i'm sure it's probably going to make a bunch of money and i guess at the end of the day that's really all that matters as long as like, it's like the fast and the furious movies you know those they keep making them and they keep making tons and tons of cash now, the product stinks, but I guess there's a nostalgia factor that's kind of sprinkled on there, and, and it kind of works. I'm so out of the loop, though, with with films and any pop culture. People go, oh, you're going to see this, this. They're making an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going to pass. On, I, I don't have Disney Plus anyways. It's just it's so hard for me to find any interest in just about anything. And when I do turn on my TV, it's like I watch The Office or Scrubs. Or something. If I just want a half an hour or an hour to to kind of kill, uh, it's so hard for me to get in these new things. And uh, but you know, I don't know. I guess I'm going off on a tangent there and, and complaining. But uh, so, what did you? What was your overall? Uh, would you recommend seeing the uh, the Beast movie? I would. I would recommend seeing Sonic Two for sure. Especially if you've got little ones or if you grew up playing playing it on the Sega. When it comes to Fantastic Beast, if you're loyal to the Potter, you know, world, the Wizarding World. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you may go and you may have a different opinion of me. Like I said, it wasn't like I thought it was a terrible movie. I just thought it was, eh, it was just okay, you know? And and you talk about it making money. Man, that last one did not make a lot of money. And it was had nothing to do with COVID. It came out way before that. And I'm starting to wonder what's going to happen with this one. Because the reviews are just, you know, they're just, they're just middle ground. Um, but, you know, you have a whole section of fans that are mad at J.K. Rowling for things she has said publicly, oh, you know, right. with yep. her comments towards transgender. Yeah, so you have that going on. Also, you have a whole group that is basically anti-Fantastic Beast because they fired Johnny Depp, and it's the whole Justice for Johnny group out there mm -hmm. that with that whole thing with Amber Heard. So you have that group out there saying, hey, don't go see it. I'm not sure if this one's going to be a moneymaker. I actually have, have – I'm wondering if this one's going to be a flop. Interesting. You know, I, I found this list of – of uh, video game movies, and I see in the upcoming uh, releases, there's already a Sonic the Hedgehog 3, I guess, greenlit, because it's on this list from Paramount. Yes, and I would recommend staying through the credits. There are mid-credit scenes in Sonic 2, and yeah, they're not done. Like Fantastic Beasts, they may have left the door open a little bit, 
but I felt there was also some finality of this that maybe Warner Brothers, yeah, we left it open just in case, but we're okay if we just walk away from it now. Sonic, they want to have a franchise. And listen, what the crazy thing about Sonic is, so you have the Spider-Man movie where they're basically blending movie universes and everything else. There's a lot of characters from Sega. Like, they could have some fun if they wanted to, and they could get away with it because it's a kind of like a goofy family film. But I think at the same time, if you wanted to start incorporating some characters like Echo the Dolphin in there, I'm cool with uh, that. I love, I love Sega Genesis. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that was that was like the one that I grew up on. NBA Jam was is probably my favorite game of all time. Yeah, you know, Sega Genesis, it, it's weird because it was a system that kind of, came and went like i hate to even call it like a flash in the pan but i guess in some ways maybe it was but it was so impactful because of that you know that uh, upgrade in the bit you know it was it was those graphics were crazy sonic was so colorful and beautiful how it moved and, and like i said joe grab like games like echo the dolphin where you had like you know basically a story that the, the dolphins were basically people left over from atlantis i mean they had really cool stuff and you know sports talk football I mean, they had a lot of cool games. And I also think, you know, when FIFA started first coming around and hockey, those were big games on the Sega. Yeah. And I just think that other companies like Sony and Microsoft kind of took what they were doing and just took it to the next level. And Sega just couldn't catch up with the Dreamcast. Yeah, they had a great hockey game for Sega Genesis. I think it was like 90, 94, 96. But I freaking love that game. It was so fun. I don't know what when PlayStation came around. I got in one of swingers. those. Remember in Swingers, that's what they're playing. They're playing Sega Hockey, where they're all waiting to go out. In swingers. Oh yeah, in that movie. They're all like, yeah. And uh, even Mallrats, they talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that NHL Hockey for Sega is still like one of the funnest games where you could like play with friends. Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to a hundred ninety-five dollars for the twenty twenty-three tax year. Oh. Yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.